friends, and welcome to another episode of Monolith Seeker. I am your host, Steve Osborne, and today I am bringing you uh, my first conversation or interview episode, whatever you'd like to call it, with my good friend and old roommate, Roxanne Starnick. Uh, Roxanne is a musician, and she lives in Los Angeles now, but for a very brief, I think less than a year, uh, a very brief period in time, we lived together in Cleveland, Ohio, and it was a very pivotal time for both of us. Uh, I mentioned her in the first episode. Uh, she was the person that I moved in with right at the beginning of my uh, psychedelic journey, and she was just coming back from an amazing trip to India that was very transformative for her. Uh, we talk about all of that and a lot more. Uh, she introduced me to my meditation mentor, uh, Christine, we talk about her a good bit as well. Uh, yeah, Roxanne has just been such a light in my life when it comes to spiritual things. She is always available to me. She tells me things that stick with me in ways that uh, are, you know, almost supernatural. <laughs> things that rattle around in my head until they fall into place, like I mentioned in the first episode. So um, something I want to note as well is that this is a two-part episode. Uh, this is a very long conversation. Roxanne and I hadn't spoken in person. Well, this is a Zoom call, but you know what I mean. We hadn't heard each other's voices in a very long time. We were keeping up through text message. So this conversation just kind of kept going and going, and it was wonderful, and I enjoyed every second of it. I hope you do as well. Um, it was a four-hour conversation. I trimmed some of it out, and like I said, cut it into two episodes. So this is part one. Part two should already be posted. And uh, I hope you enjoy them both. Uh, thank you so much for listening. And uh, to try to wrap this up without making a long episode longer, uh, you can get a hold of me at Monolith Seeker uh, on Instagram and Twitter and uh, monolithseekerpod at gmail.com. If you have any questions, concerns, you want to just talk about things, you have suggestions for books or people that I should talk about or talk to, whatever it may be, I'm open to all of that. Um, and you can get a hold of Roxanne on uh, Instagram at roxanne.starnik. And uh, I'll put any other links that she might want in there in the show notes. So thank you so much. Enjoy this conversation. And take care of yourself. Something I realized while I was getting ready to do this, I cheated a little. I listened to your interview on uh, uh, One Step Closer to, to Death. Is that what her podcast oh, is yeah. called? Yeah, um, yeah. I listened to a little that bit of that. It's I liked I liked that a lot. It was really cool. Um, but something I realized about like our relationship is that we have never talked about our pasts like at all. Okay. I think yeah. when we met. We were just talking about like, I'm starting to do drugs. And you're like, well, I've been meditating and doing this stuff. And it's just like, okay, this is our current life. And then every time we've talked since then, it's been like, uh, you know, hey, something you said to me four years ago makes sense to me now. Can, can, you, got, can you expand on this a little bit? And you've always been totally. able to point me in the right direction. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know anything about like, I mean, I know what I know, like, just from, you know, being in Cleveland, you know a little bit about everybody, it seems like. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess where I wanted to start with this was with your like, like childhood, I guess. Like, were you were you into this kind of like spiritual stuff, all the stuff you pointed me towards as you were growing up? You know, I think that Catholicism has a little bit to lend to uh, being uh, into like, you know, ritual and like, 
believing in things that you can't see right, <laughs> and like right. uh and also um you know i feel like in my childhood um it was pretty wonderfully uh creatively fostered you know yeah um my parents were both um uh God, I sounded so Cleveland. Both, as if there's an L in there. <laughs> I think I think a lot of the the interviews that are going to happen on this podcast are probably going to be people from Cleveland and Pittsburgh area. So It'll be a really good study. Gonna... Like, if anybody's like an actor and they have to like get an accent down oh, or whatever, yeah. just go through the history of this. Yeah, <laughs> this is where you learn to be nasal. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Sorry, but uh. Oh, you're fine. So yeah, my mom and my dad went to um. My mom's from England and my dad uh, went to college out there and they met at like a drama school and uh, like acting and dance and stuff like that. And um, when and they moved back to America and I think they were both trying to do a lot of uh, probably, a lot, probably a lot more like like acting and stuff like that, you know, in the theater uh, circuit that's in Cleveland, maybe. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I know there is one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But like my mom ended up uh, having her own. Um, uh, she started doing dance classes like she started teaching a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like I know one of her earlier jobs was teaching at like the Karamu house um, and just uh, random gigs here and there. And then she really she's she's pretty. Um, I, w- I don't know if I'd say devout or whatnot, but she's, you know, um, she's I think she's she's part of the teachings of Cathal and uh, (laughs) they uh, um, she started teaching dance class to um, like or offering dance programs to young girls um, from like kindergarten to eighth grade at like the local school or the local private school there which was uh, Our Lady of Good Counsel in Old Brooklyn okay and uh, she was she taught there for like years like almost 20 years or something like that just literally teaching like a after school program that was uh i mean essentially it was a really great alternative for any of these girls that were lucky enough to live in old brooklyn you know to like instead of going to a babysitter or something like that they you know they would pay like five bucks to go to my mom's dance class that was the other cool thing about it too is that it was incredibly accessible you know and uh affordable and like if they couldn't pay it's like not like my mom wouldn't be like you can't go here you know or right. something like that. but um you know because old brooklyn isn't really like a it's you know it's it's, it's kind of a poor kid town <laughs> and, uh, yeah definitely yeah and uh so and i think she was really sensitive to that you know but my mom's uh a lot of my you know more creative influence and more um spiritual influence comes from my mom and that dance class my I think my spirituality and being into anything um woo-ish is yeah derived from her you know and uh is derived from my creativity as well you know right right yeah yeah you said your dad is like a is an atheist right Mm -hmm. okay so like he's atheist and I remember I remember being young you know and like just going through the because my parents are also they're very they're really good parents you know like they're not um they weren't like super um they weren't mean they didn't stop me from asking questions ever or anything like that and uh they're hippies you know what I mean so that it was pretty nice to have that you know when I when I look back on it now you know in my adulthood I'm just kind of like my parents pretty rad you know that's cool I was really lucky you know and I, I value that a lot but um, 
my dad, I remember asking him questions before, you know, and being like, uh, do you believe in anything? <laughs> like, do you yeah. And him giving me a very uh, vague answer, you know, that was kind of like, well, I believe in evolution, you know, and I believe in, uh, you know, science and I, I like literally remember like sitting in his car and just like looking at him being like, how is he going to answer this? Like, yeah. what is he gonna <laughs> just hanging on every word. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, he's like, he's like, I do believe there could be something like bigger out there. And I remember being like, just not having like enough uh, vocabulary yet, you know, to be like, mm-hmm. what do you mean out there? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, what is yeah. it? But um, if I could go back in time now, I would probably go back to that moment and be like, tell me fucking more. <laughs> give me give me more of that. <laughs> I want to know what you believe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, that that's always a hard conversation to have. I feel like with with parents like I don't. Well, my my mom's been really receptive to the stuff that I've been getting into more lately. But uh, that's fun. It is. It's cool because I like call her up and I'm just like telling her about like reincarnation and like all this like metaphysical stuff that I'm reading about and like theoretical physics and like all the way all this stuff ties together and like the way I think the universe works. And she's just like, huh, that's a lot to chew on. I'm like, well, thanks for even sitting through it, you know, (laughs) but I mean, she's still super Christian. I had like a period like I guess that is where my uh that's where my ability to believe in that kind of stuff comes from. But it's also the thing that hindered me from believing in what I believe now, I guess, mm-hmm. more than anything. Because, like, growing up, uh, I never questioned whether there was God or anything. Okay. It was just like, there is God. He's there. But uh-huh. he's out there. He's away from here. Uh, gotcha. And, you know, like, you have to accept Jesus. You have to Like, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist. So the, the whole thing was Seventh-day Adventist. I don't even know what that is. Uh, the way I, the way I like like snowball it for people is essentially like if you take all of the really like legalistic and harsh practices of being Jewish and all of the legalistic and harsh practices of being Christian and push them together and, and like suck all of the fun and life out of it, that's Seventh Day Adventism. Like it's literally. Yeah. Uh, like a training camp for cults, like three or four gotcha. cults have popped out of this. Like, I see. Yeah. I it, feel like I vaguely remember being like in our kitchen like years ago and you telling me that it was like something very involved and you're just kind of like, oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it is. I mean, yeah, there's a whole history behind it. And like um, w- one of the people who found that it was this woman, Ellen G. White, and she was somebody who like supposedly performed miracles and stuff like that. And like, Uh, She was young and weak and frail and never went to school, but she wrote all these crazy books and like went like even when she could barely stand, she could hold this like hundred pound Bible. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. There's all these like really crazy stories that they, I literally learned this stuff in school. Like they were teaching me this and like hundred pound Bible. I don't, it was like enormous, but yeah, I don't know. It was like something she could barely stand up, but she could hold this thing that weighed almost as much as she did and like, you know, preach out of it and stuff like that. And like, so I remember believing all of that stuff. And then when growing up and like all of the legalism and stuff still hanging on me. And I went through a couple of phases where I like went through that and like, you know, more regular relaxed Christianity. And then I had like a moment that was like, I consider, I guess the beginning of my awakening now was like, Oh, all of that's bullshit though. <laughs> like I like went, I had to break away from that entirely to be able to like come at it from a different angle, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, 
like I don't believe it's all bullshit now. I just believe that what I the filter that I was given to look at it through was yeah, all bullshit. Yeah. You know, it was all you're you're not good enough. That was the whole spin that was put on me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, when I came to like approaching the stuff that you were giving me, it was more like I, I just had like this super hesitance to it because I was like, I got fooled last time. Like last time. That's healthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, it took me it, like, I realize it's healthy now, but there was a period in time when I was struggling so hard. I was like, I want to believe this stuff. I really do. Like it's like vibrating in my body in a weird way. When I hear this stuff that I know is true, I'm like, why do I know this? But mm-hmm. I fight it still. Like what's going on inside of me? And then I, I had to like work with all of that. But was there was it doesn't seem like there was any of that going on in your situation at all. Like did you did you have to reject anything to come back to it or I don't think so. Like it's I, I like it's only because I've done like a few like uh random podcasty things here that like I've bothered to think about it, mm-hmm. you know? Um and like just listening to like a lot of like uh jessa's podcast and stuff you know like right, right. where she's like usually asking people like what was what's your awakening story and, I was, and it just makes me go what is mine like do i have one i'm like it was, it was accumulative i guess right. more so and like um like i said my parents are pretty cool you know like i had like my or my stepdad was pretty um uh strict I guess you know what I mean about like beliefs and things like that but like you know he's my stepdad I you know I kind of had like the upper hand of being like you're not my real dad you know like you can't (laughs) (laughs) you can't tell me what to do was he Catholic as well oh yeah yeah yeah. he's probably more so than my mom you know what I mean like where I think my mom can have she is she's she's we can talk about that too she's had some crazy experiences that are really fucking cool that like she's told me about and then like just like after the past year, I've been kind of like, wait a minute. I'm like, my mom was just telling me about having this experience and she's just like alone on, you know, in her house having this thing and I'm hearing about it like on TV shows and stuff or right, whatever. Right. But um, there was really, yeah, though, there was really nothing to break up. You know, the, I'd say the one thing that has been most difficult for me in breaking through in my uh, um being comfortable in my spirituality and whatnot is honestly probably my siblings, you know, like I love them so much, you know, and like, I, uh, I would project a lot onto them, my, um, insecurities, you know, because they're very like my, my older brother and my, um, older sister are very, um, uh, Western philosophy, um, science-based, um, like materialism but very smart you know what i mean like very cool you know and yeah. like i think that i was i was uh deeply affected by that probably unbeknownst to them you know what i mean where they're just kind of like yeah whatever like <laughs> you know I'm like i'm like into tarot cards and stuff and they're just like whatever do whatever you want yeah i don't i don't believe in it but you know like they're not they weren't doing anything to me it's just because like they were my siblings you know that i wanted to relate to them and i wanted them to be like on, on my team right. with this or whatever but um yeah it's just not their bag which is fine <laughs> yeah, like, yeah uh yeah did you ever feel like there was a rift there for that or was there any like kind of, I mean, or was it just all in your head kind of like uh you know sometimes with my sister there was for sure you yeah. know and uh but just something but just more so because I would be pushy, you know, oh, okay. I'd, I'd be like, I'd be like, listen to this thing. You have to listen to this. It's like totally up your alley, you know, or, or like, you know, it's like something that you would like, she's like, if it's something that it's like me, why do I have to listen to it? You know? And I'd be like, 
it's a great point, but like I just want you to, <laughs> yeah. I just want you to join, yeah. you know, bond, bond with me here, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah um, I, I understand that feeling. Yeah, hell yeah. So mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's a lot of ground to cover between there and when we met, but yeah. um, yeah. So I know when we met, like the I don't know how to even explain how we ended up meeting. Like we just ended up living in a house together for a few months. <laughs> like I was in between places and I think you guys moved out of there pretty shortly after I did too. Right. I was in there. I can't like, my memory is like not great. <laughs> like, yeah. Same. I'm I finding like, that. <laughs> I've had like a really, I have kind of a belief about that this memory thing too, that's been happening. And I've been kind of getting like some confirmation on like some other podcasts that I listen to and stuff where people think that like, this memory failing is a part of like an upgrade that's happening like in our bodies where we're just like and I feel like it it happens a lot too with a lot of people that have like ADD you know where it's just kind of like you ask me you know that time that we lived together I can't recall the year I can't like recall uh where I was working and stuff like that I'll have to like the only thing that's like reliable for me is like Instagram yeah. <laughs> and I can be like let me scroll back and see if I can find a picture right. from that era and like, my hairstyle or something yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think I can remember not so my hairstyle I do remember was a little bit shorter and curly and it had yellow in it and I think that would have been 2014 yeah I think it was 24 it was either 2014 or 2015 um yeah. I'm pretty sure because it was right before I moved in next door to now it's class okay and um I think you had just come back from India not long before that Yes. Yeah. 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 So that makes sense. Um, that was definitely 2014 then. Yeah. Okay. So I know you had like a really wild experience in India, but what, what, uh, what I guess led you from, you know, casual, uh, believing, you know, yeah. and remotely what your mom was saying and what she believed to kind of your own path. Was there like a breaking point away where you like found your own, your own voice, your own like callings in those things? Thanks for that question. That does help a little bit, like kind of un- unravel my story for myself even. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It's like, uh, I feel like I've always been kind of like a little bit in some mediocre, like existential dread, you know, but like baseline, I'm a pretty joyful person, you know, but like, um, just kind of also pretty depressed, you know what I mean? Just, right. uh, it, it would be many times that I could hop out of it, you know, but Mm -hmm. I would always pretty much just result back into like loathing my, not my existence, but what I exist in, you know what I mean? And like, just wanting to get out of, get out of Cleveland, you know, and like become a rock star, (laughs) something like that, like, you know, but like, and you know, I could have left, I just never did, you know? And like, so I think I, I, I always just had like a very, like, I want to escape kind of thing going on in my head. And like, I was a hairstylist for like, I uh, I guess would have been like seven or eight years or something like that and um, I think when I was in like that career and that job it was like suffocating me Mm -hmm. and even though it made sense to do it because I was good at it uh, I I'm a I'm a Gemini I like attract people and like crazy you know I'm just like you want to do your hair like let's do it like yeah come on you know like it was no problem for me to like get like a clientele and stuff like that I had a wonderful boss like wonderful um uh fellow employees and whatnot you know it was like pretty great but i was i just felt like 
I just felt I just felt like a little bit like a little bit die inside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was in a band, you know, too. I was in JJ Magazine at the time, and like I loved that, but it also wasn't entirely the kind of music that I wanted to be making. Like everything was just kind of like a little bit wrong, but yeah. not awful, you know. And like so, it almost like was just like it just made so it made it the process longer, you know. Yeah. And um. Uh, I was working, I, I think I'd quit that, I quit the salon, which was re- really hard to do, but I did do it really fast. Like, I was like, I feel like I have to quit. Otherwise, I'm never going to pursue music, you know? And um, so then I just like gathered the guts to do it, you know? And I think it was probably much to my father's chagrin, you know? It's <laughs> uh, like, you know, because I, I just like, um, I think with my ADD, I just tend to bounce all over the place you know and not be too disciplined right disciplines are hard for me you know and like so when i was in when i was doing hair i think everybody was they were just like look at roxanne doing a thing that's yeah, regular yeah. you know and like <laughs> and has a you know regular paycheck and she can afford you know this place to live and like yeah holding a job like a neuro even, even after like I, <laughs> exactly even after like you know, a, I, like i broke up with a boyfriend and we were living together but i could afford the place on my own after he left you oh, know what yeah. i mean oh my, I got you. A car. yeah yeah you know? and then i was just kind of like eh, i don't like this so i was like what's going on but then um yeah so i quit there and then i started working at um oh at happy dogs i was already working there like one day a week I just okay. picked up more time there. And then, um, and it was fun. You know, it was like the beginning times of like fun, happy dog. It was like 2009. I was like one of the first hired there and it was like a blast, you know? And then I was like yeah. kind of started by more music and stuff, you know, I'm being really long-winded about this for now. No, no go for it. That's fine. But, um, okay. <laughs> but uh, I think once I got my, my chops bartending and stuff, you know, like I was like, uh, I left happy dog for, a few annoying reasons, but like, um, I started working at May Halls and it was like a little bit cooler in the menu style, you know, and mm-hmm. like, just like what was able to be offered there, you know, and, and they had just opened too. So was, again, at the beginning of like another yeah. bar, just, starting, you know, and it's just very exciting. It's very fun in Cleveland, especially too, like when there's like newer places opening and yeah. to be like, well, first in there. For sure, especially yeah. around that time because it yeah. wasn't like there's a new restaurant opening every week because mm-hmm. there is now. Now it's like no matter what, yeah. there's always a restaurant. But like, yeah, I, yeah. Got, I got in early. I worked at Greenhouse for a while. And nice. I remember that feeling like working there and being like, oh, this people care about this place. And it's weird yeah. that like – I mean, I don't care about food, but everybody here does. So I got I can pretend like I do and learn a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And like, right. it was exciting. And like, yeah, you do, you do kind of buy into the family atmosphere thing yeah. until they start making business decisions that like are bad for you. And you're like, oh, yeah. oh you didn't really mean that. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. But yeah, so that was like, like what, like 2009, between 2009 and 2012 or something like that. You know, it's like yeah. when Cleveland started to like be like, we're going to try craft cocktails. Right, right. <laughs> try small plates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and that was cool, you know? And um, I remember when I started working at um, May Halls, my boss, uh, Kelly, or excuse me, not Kelly, uh, but her sister, Emily, was um, 
like super into yoga and stuff, you know, and like, of course, you know, yoga is just like a buzzword to me at the time or whatever. Yeah. I, I, I dabbled in it a lot, you know, just like from having been in a salon, it's just like, it's just kind of like around, you know, like you just end up doing stuff like that. So like yoga was pretty um, in my surroundings, you know, and uh, she had gone to, uh, Emily had gone to like India to like get her training and like I uh, was trained in Ashtanga and she would teach us like in her um, upstairs apartment from there, um, just like me and the other bartender, Deanna. And I just remember feeling kind of like, I like this, you know, like this mm-hmm. is like, it feels like I'm doing, like I'm unlocking things inside me or something like that. And I couldn't really, I, cu- I couldn't really put into words to tell you like what it was doing, but it was, it felt important. And it gave me like an internal atmosphere of like auspiciousness, you know, where I was just kind of like, something feels, you know, spiritual about this, but I'm not like, you know, it's not something that's outside of me. I'm doing something internally, you know? Right. And um, so I just became, you know, pretty typical um, Westerner being like, I'm into yoga, you know, yeah. and like, <laughs> I'm into this. I'm like, but just never really having enough focus or resources to like go into it, you know, uh, in a much more, I don't know, in a more curious and involved way. Right. But, um, yeah. Cause you're not really given I, the context of it when you're taking those classes. I mean, I, I, right. I, I don't, I didn't, I don't know about like the more personal classes. I took more like, yeah. you know, bigger classes at that place on one West, uh, West 25th. I don't know if you remember what that studio yeah. is. The one's upstairs. Yeah, I do. I do actually remember that studio that, well, it's, um, my brother used to live there. Like, oh, really? What is it called again? It's called, uh... I can't remember. I owe them money. I need to, <laughs> 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 they sent me emails for like several years after I moved out of Cleveland. Like, like, Hey, by the way, yeah. <laughs> they were super nice about it. I thought they were charging my credit card and they just weren't. And then they're like, well, we need money from you. Cause you've been going here for like three months. And I was like, Oh, well, I thought you were taking money out this whole time and now I don't have any. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was just a misunderstanding. You, you can but... just take that money that you owe and donate it to India right now. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. As soon as I get it, it'll be that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't, what the hell? It's going to drive me nuts. What the fuck that place? The right on bridge in 25th, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I live yeah. right around the corner from there. It was right before I moved in with you. I went yeah. there and I was doing like meditation class. They, would, they did like a thing where they had like a half hour yoga class and then like a half hour meditation class right afterwards. Yeah. And uh, I would do that there. And they don't give you any context for what they're showing you. They're just like, this is, uh, you know, I mean, I didn't even know what the chakras were at that point in time. I didn't know any yeah. of that kind of shit. So it was more like, yeah, even if they were telling me something, I was like, well, you didn't give me anything to read beforehand or anything like that. So this doesn't mean anything to me. It just feels good. So I'll keep doing it for a while. I have a feel like, I mean, I've, I used to be pretty bitter about, you know, Western takes on yoga and I still am or whatever, but um, it's easy. I to be, do yeah. think that it's, <laughs> it's very like, I mean, our, our country is really backwards, you know, it's really, um, we've done everything wrong. Yes. coming into it you know <laughs> and like uh you know stealing and things <laughs> and like uh, i feel like so our 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 approach to like being better people comes through pretty backwards ways you know so like yeah we come to yoga being like i'm gonna get sick body you know what i mean this is gonna be amazing and i'm gonna be like more calm to boot but like 
Um, yeah, it's that, all about and benefits. You just, have, you, you just have no choice, but like as soon as you start doing the yoga, all of a sudden you're like, what's meditation? Like, yeah, you're just yeah. like, uh, what's this thing now? Because I'm kind of like, I don't, I'm crying a lot. <laughs> and like, <laughs> um, and it, because I think we're so backwards about it, I think that our bodies are just um, this, you know, tangled tight ball. And like, you're not going to get into us through meditation first. I don't think so. You know, or at least yeah. the majority of people in, you know, America, it's like, they got it. We got to We got, we're, we got to detox the body first because it's just like, it's just, you're holding inundated. so much there. Yeah. It's inundated with bad information, Yeah, you know? And, and, and it's, it's like, like you're, gotta, it's been turned into a commodity by our, you know, culture as well. So it's like, oh, I'm just going to work and use this thing and not really care about it and just like work at yeah. two bars <laughs> all the time and be going from nine in the morning until three in the morning. And, you know, like, yep. I, yeah, I mean, that was typical life back then, at least. And yeah. uh, now that nobody's working at restaurants anymore they're quitting in droves that's pretty awesome but <laughs> yeah it's super awesome um yeah so how did you go from yoga to meditation oh yeah sorry you make yeah, the bridge sorry. Yeah. yeah no i, well, I sidetracked so, it you're all right <laughs> no, yeah that's very typical for me so i won't be um no apologies uh, <laughs> the so getting a taste of that from um emily on a more um one-on-one -on -one basis was kind of like a, oh this is cool and then um but i still kind of had that present um, existential dread wanting to escape kind of thing, you know? And I kept, I was having, I was drinking a whole lot, you know, like so much when I worked there, like it was just, you know, I was like, what, 24, five, six, I can't remember, one of those, yeah. one of those ages. And like early to mid twenties, you know, where it's, it's just to be expected, I guess, you know, especially in Cleveland, but- um, Yeah, especially working and, in a bar, yeah, it's like- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But um, I remember one day waking, like waking up and being so hungover, like so hungover. But I, I was consistently having dreams about um, just being around like super clear crystal blue water, you know. And I was just kind of like, oh, I just want to like, <laughs> like I want to be in crystal clear blue water, you know. And like uh, up until that point, like I really haven't traveled much anywhere except for like uh, lots of places in united states i like went to mexico but i was like in second grade when that happened i've been to england you know because my mom's from there and whatnot but like um i mean i have traveled but it, yeah, i wasn't traveling a lot in my 20s or whatever but yeah. um and i'd never been to florida before and like <laughs> so like the concept of like cool aqua blue waters you know was just very dreamy to me yeah, you know it's not like because it was in my dreams and i was just kind of like for something there was just something about it that i wanted it you know yeah and um then like again I, I i didn't know much about other places that it just popped into my head like while i was really hung over this one day i was like getting coffee with myself because i was just kind of like i gotta like sit down and like i was like what if i went to costa rica i was like is that where i was like it's I, like and in geography i'm fucking terrible at it i'm not well i was then much more so it's just like i was just a dumb person you know it's just like not well <laughs> informed yeah of like i still feel that way so no around me <laughs> yeah i mean it's there's a lot of learning to be to be done yeah but um i just remember like literally like google mapping you know just being like where's costa rica is that but it's yeah but it has that has like blue ocean right <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like uh in my you know hazy hungover brain i just like bought a ticket to costa rica like i think um oh i uh i was living at the time i was living with my friend meg 
at a different place. And um, I remember she bought me like a, a, as a gift for my birthday, like a $50 like plane ticket voucher to go to Chicago to visit my sister. But by the time I got it, my sister moved back to town and I was like, oh, well, I just have this like plane voucher now. It's like, yeah. it's cute. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, it's like 50 bucks. Like you can get a, that was like in the day when you can get like a $50 plane ticket to like New York city or something like that. And I just found like a plane ticket from, cause like, I don't think there's any flights coming out of Cleveland, excuse me, to um, Costa Rica. There's some flying out of uh, New York city. And I was like, oh, I'll just go to New York city. I'll visit my friend Chelsea. And then I'll go down there. And I found like a ticket that was like exactly like $333. And I was like, that's a sign or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Angel numbers like weren't quite as like, you know, profound yet. Yeah. Or, yeah. Uh, yet rather. And um, so I just like bought that and I went to Costa Rica for like a month and or for a month. Yeah. And uh, I was which was pretty risky, you know, in the sense of job security. You know, I just like kind of I kind of like took it as like my my boss was going to India like at least once a year and she'd be gone for like four months and I was like oh she does that I can do that but you know it's, it's her she owned the place yeah right right <laughs> the rules don't but apply I, the I same was, yeah <laughs> but, I, but I I bought the ticket anyway and I told her I was just like I'm gonna go to this and I'm gonna come back at this time and she was like oh well <laughs> she was like well <laughs> like, and I was like sorry I already bought it yeah you know like I'm, it's like I'm I, going I'm going you know and, and I mean I was at that point, you know, like I kind of caught the fever of quitting things, you know, like I quit. Uh, it's addicting. I, I quit the salon. I quit uh, the happy dog. I yeah. quit. Like, the first time you do it, it's like a brave plunge. And then after that, yeah. it's like, oh, then you're like, this is I'm easy. not going to be attached yeah. to anything. <laughs> yeah. Go. And like, if that means that I'm not going to have a job when I get back, then that's an adventure. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I almost had like in my head, I was like, it's like, maybe I'll stay in Costa Rica. You know, like maybe I'll. Like, yeah. <laughs> But um, no, I ended up going to Costa Rica and uh, again, you know, fucking dumb American going to fucking uh, Central America, not knowing Spanish, rude, and uh, not really knowing much of anything. I just went into it so blindly. I was just kind of like, whatever. But, you know, luckily for me, uh, Costa Rica is very touristy, you know, yeah. and uh so it was very, it was actually pretty easy to get around, you know, um, and you just meet tons of people all over from all over the place, like tons of Europeans, you know, tons of people from like, I met these, uh, cause I, I was just staying in hostels. Hostels are so cheap. They're like 14 or 15 bucks to stay in a night. And like, um, I met these really sweet, uh, women from Sweden and like, it just, it really opened my eyes to a lot about like stuff that I wasn't doing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, I think yes, the existential thing was coming and I like wanted to escape. Yoga had just been implanted in me. And I was like, what's this meditation thing? Maybe I'll go to Costa Rica and that's where I find meditation, you know? And um, then I uh, uh, was down there, the, the women from uh, Sweden, like they knew like, they knew English, they knew Spanish, they knew mm -hmm. uh, French, they knew like a specific kind of Swedish that's only in this one part. And it's like a, a form of like German, I don't even know what it's called, I can't remember, but like, yeah, and, and they knew so much, you know, and they dialect, like, yeah, yeah, you know, and they were traveling to like Africa after that and stuff. And I was just like, I'm from Cleveland and I sing in bars sometimes in the band. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's it like to be so, you know, 
uh, smart and like well-rounded and like all that kind of shit, you know, she's like, fuck, oh Christ, you know, I wasn't like, I was a little bit jealous, you know, I, mean, I was yeah. jealous of their education, you know, and like all that kind of stuff. But um, I didn't harp on it too much, um, but I did, you know, intend to like go there and like find yoga and find um, uh, meditation or whatever, you know, I just, I didn't know. I didn't know how to find it. I didn't know where it came from. I didn't know anything. Yeah. And then, um, I did, I did have a therapist, um, when I was like 21 or 22, I think something like that. Yeah. It was, or yeah, it must've been 21, 22. Cause I remember like learning that, like, I was going to be, I was going to no longer have insurance. Cause I was like still on my dad's insurance, you know? And I was just like, yeah. oh, I got to do all the things. Like, let's just like, you know, let's get therapy. Let's get, you know, like this and that. And I had like this really amazing, um, therapist who was pretty, um, woo you know she was like into gestalt therapy and she okay. was doing, like uh um she was super into Jungian therapy and like uh oh that's tight yeah just like lots of like things like that and she did introduce to me um some some woo stuff like she like we, we there was like a woman's circle that I was a part of and I was just kind of always like oh, okay cool and I was just like I was like here I am in this woman's circle doing this thing we're talking about our pasts and our shadows and stuff and I was like yeah. this is interesting um, and she had given me a book that was uh, by Carolyn Meese. Did you ever hear of her before? Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I, I can't place it. Like Meese or Miss, I, it's like M-Y-S-S, but she wrote a book called Sacred Contracts. And at that time, I, I completely forgot about that, actually. See, it's like, it's very yeah. hard to use when the... Is that like soul contracts or is that like a different thing? Uh, kind of. Honestly, the memory of the book kind of escapes me too, okay. but it does use a lot of um, archetypal... Um, uh teachings okay. and like just you know, there's like you know these 12 basic um archetypes and they fit within your uh within your astrology you know okay and i was gonna say zodiac but like yeah, style. yeah, yeah. okay and cool so you know i had like some some flavoring there some seasoning yeah you know, yeah, yeah. that time <laughs> getting a port on you as you go <laughs> yeah literally just kind of like everything is just kind of like hanging like an ornament like in my aura you know just kind of like we'll be yeah. here when we're ready you yeah know, you can take it you know so i feel like i was just like in a real like data collection phase you know of yeah, like and yeah. not not having like a solid ground of like how to apply any of that you know but um because my because meanwhile you know I mean, there's not really much there's nobody really around like in cleveland like doing much of that stuff and if they were they're yeah. they were not in my realm you D know that's how i felt too and then when i started getting really into this stuff now i'm finding more and more people and like every so, time i talk to somebody they're like oh yeah I, i'm kind of onto this stuff too and i met this person this like you know this like middle-aged woman who like owns the <laughs> shop and does and like you know does all these crazy like meetings and like you know teaches people different ceremonial stuff i'm like what the what the fuck? I mean, I just didn't care about that stuff when I lived there as much, really. It took me leaving to be able to open up to that in a bigger way. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't hit you up again until I would already, like, traveled the entire world and gotten back to the West Coast and been like, wow. I'm no different at all, and something needs to change. And now some yeah. things Roxanne said in 2015 <laughs> are ringing in my head, and I need to, like, I need I need a direction right now. Yeah. Oh. That's incredible. You were you were all over the world. Yeah, yeah. I were played traveling with a band or something. Yeah, or? I played. Well, it started off as just me wanting to leave Cleveland because the okay. thing that I was like a part of was kind of falling apart with like the house that I was living in. Like two of my friends that lived there got married and bought a house together, mm -hmm. and it was like okay, I all of my friends are getting to the age where they're either buying houses and like planting here, or 
uh, you know, they're kind of floundering. And they really don't seem like they, yeah. they know what they want to do. Uh, and I had like a couple friends that like had just moved. The singer of the one band I was in was from Australia and she had to go back. And oh, then cool. our guitar player was, is her husband now. So mm-hmm. uh, he went with her and I was like, okay, so what I'm going to do is leave Cleveland and the only way that I know how to, which is maybe trim weed right now. And I went, right, I right. went and trimmed weed on the West Coast, lived in my car for <laughs> several months. Yeah. Saved yeah. up all the money I could, then went to Australia. Then we toured Australia. I lived there for six months. Uh, we toured all over I Europe. I want to go to Australia so badly. Dude, it's cool as hell. The music scene there is insane, too. You would love all that. Like, <sighs> like yeah, it, it's nuts. I, I We could... I could go on about that for forever. I met okay. some really cool people that were on that, like that kind of pointed me back to the direction of like things that we had talked about before too. There, uh, yeah. like one of the like craziest like drunk punk dudes that I met was also like super into like ayahuasca and DMT and like had all these crazy visions and stuff. And I was like, we had like some crazy conversations yeah. about like, yeah, yeah. And, and he was telling me things, and I was like, you know, the, this person I lived with. Like the one conversation that stands out to me and we can go, we can go back to yoga in a oh. minute or a meditation. I mean, but the one conversation that stood out to me specifically was I told you that I was doing DMT. I was smoking DMT and I was seeing these beings. Like there were three beings yeah. that would come and talk to me every time that I would smoke DMT for like a period of time. And I like, I wasn't into any kind of spiritual stuff at all that, at that point in time. So I was just like, you know, is it okay that I'm playing in punk bands? Like, is this, is this yeah. like, all right? Like, am oh. I going to do Like, is this relationship I'm trying to do going to work out? And they're like, you know, yes, no, yes, no. What do you really want? Like, like just feel it out. Just do what you want to do is the message I kept getting from them. And then one of them like continuously fucked with me, like in a really funny way. Like okay. while yeah. there was like a woman that would talk to me and give me like serious information. And there was another one that would just kind of like reach around her every now and then and show me something kind of fucked up. And I'm like, I'm like, what yeah. are you doing, dude? Like, I don't know. It, it felt like parts of me. So at the same time I was like, is this all internal or is am I, or am I seeing something? And, uh, and then we had a conversation about it and I didn't go into this much detail. I told you I was seeing beings and stuff and you were like, Oh, that's similar to what happens to me when I meditate sometimes. And I was like, Oh, you can do this without drugs. <laughs> like, okay, there's something yeah. else here. And like that stayed with me for forever. So like anytime I talked to anybody who had any crazy experience like that, I was like, you know, I had a roommate that told me that she could kind of access this stuff just yeah. meditating. All yeah. of them. I mean, most people I met were like, you know, punks and like taking a lot of drugs anyways. They're like, what? Yeah. really? That's insane. Like, you know, uh, he wasn't even, he wasn't really that surprised by it because he was a more well-rounded person, but yeah. he was like, yeah, I know that's possible. I've just never done it. <laughs> oh, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. God, I love hearing about how stories get like passed and like, just yeah. like we were briefly texting about like how important it is to just like share. Yeah. when you want to, you know what I mean? If it's exactly. like nice conversation or whatever, it's just right. like, well, there's that border too. There's like that, that line you walk. Cause it's like what, what you were saying with your sister earlier. And like, I heard somebody else quote the thing from the Bhagavad Gita earlier, uh, where they talk about like Krishna tells Arjuna to, to share this stuff, to share the truth with somebody who isn't ready to hear it is an immoral act. Yeah. So it's, it's just like, not, yeah. it's like, okay, can I talk to you? Like, it's just kind of gauging how receptive people are. And it's, it's yeah, funny. Exactly. Well, you can feel it. Right. You know, like, obviously you were telling me that and I was like, Oh, that's an invitation. I right. can like, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And it's, and it's fun. You know, it's fun to talk about them, but like once you start to find yourself trying to prove something or try to evangelize, you know, uh, 
seeing light beings or something like that. It's right. kind of like, like, is this really, this is not going to be interesting to them. Right, <laughs> you know? right, and like, yeah. And then your feelings are just going to get hurt and you're going to be like, oh, I don't think they believe me. Right. <laughs> or you start worse. You start questioning what you're what you were saying to them, which is like the thing that like, I mean, I don't know. Uh, someone else you pointed me in the direction of was Paul Selig and something I'm reading in his books lately are uh, that that specifically like, you know, like don't it, it's all identity stuff, essentially. It's yeah. like, you know, don't don't let other people tell you what your reality is essentially you have to be confident in in it i mean it's way more elegant because it's you know channeled through guides and you know it's really like well put and there's multiple chapters saying but it's essentially that it's you know like stand in your truth and know it's there and like don't let anybody else distort that because that's because they're living in their reality and you know that's Mm -hmm. what they're here to do same as you like so don't 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 mess with them. They you know don't let them mess let them with them. Do their job. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But uh, any, anyways, I brought that up to be like so that that conversation we had with DMT was like or about DMT was the thing that like was kind of in my orbit, you know, like kind of just waiting around me to be accessed That's in like a correct way, like you were talking about with all this the pieces that yeah. you were being seasoned before you got to Costa Rica yeah. and stuff. Totally. <laughs> Well, what's funny is like, I'm now remembering that before I went to Costa Rica and all of the existential stuff that I was feeling and whatnot, I remember my sister, um, you know, she might've like been maybe more open to some uh, spiritual stuff, but then it just maybe waned, you know what I mean? And there's reasons for that for sure. But like, um, but she did, my sister did introduce me to shrooms, you know, she, um, yeah, she and my dad actually both had, um, they, they get, well, my dad actually his has his have ceased since but um knock on wood um they get a, a headache called cluster headaches i don't know if you've oh, heard of those yeah, before, yeah, but yeah. they're um they're pretty awful they're supposed to be like the worst pain that anybody can experience um they're a neurological uh, I, I guess i guess disorder because it's you know because something's wrong yeah, but like yeah. i believe what, what it is it's like your hypothalamus gland is enlarged and then it just like pushes down on your uh trigeminal nerve which is what happens when you get migraines, but they are completely different. Yeah. And, um, but, uh, so it's just like this pain of like, it, they, they explain it like it's a wooden stake on fire hitting the back of your eyeball. And it's just either you can get it chronic, episodic, seasonal, all these Ugh. kinds of things. Yeah. It's actually like, there has to be, there should be more, um, exposure in the world to that because it's, you know, like, like many, um, uh, things that happen within the head realm, you know, whether it be mental illness or neurological pain and stuff like that. Um, a lot of it's not believed, you know? Right. Right. And, uh, so cluster headaches are one of those things, you know, and, um, sorry. So whenever I talk about it, I get a little emotional because I'm like, I'm like, cause it's a pain that people don't know about, you know, and right. I, I love my dad and my sister so much, you know, but, um, yeah, clearly you got a really tight family. There needs, yeah, that. we got, it is a tight family, but like we, I just, there needs to be more research done on it. But that being said with cluster headaches, it's been known that psilocybin uh, helps to alleviate the pain by um, not microdosing, but like by tripping like fucking hard. Oh, macro dosing. Like, like, <laughs> yes, by like heroically dosing Yeah, yeah. Uh, to stave off a cycle. So okay. it's like, you. so I don't know, I haven't really, 
what I would surmise maybe is that like, maybe there's like some, you know, pineal gland decalcification happening, you know, maybe there's like, yeah. it just, maybe it just smooths things out and makes the hormones run uh, better or something like that. I don't, but this, I'm, I'm not even going to go into that because that sounds ignorant and I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do know that psilocybin does help cause your headaches. And um, so my sister, you know, had done, she'd been doing that since she was like 17, you know what I mean? So that's like a lot of trips, you know, yeah, yeah. you have to do, um and taking heavy doses like that too yeah exactly right um so the she she had you know become privy to uh like terence mckenna and stuff and i think that she she was administering to me my first you know um uh, mushroom trip and she wanted it to be special for me you know Mm -hmm. and not just go into it um stupidly and uh, I remember we did it. I was like house sitting for my brother, Zach. And like, we did it. I did it in his attic. She babysat me and I had a great experience. You know what I mean? It was just like, I had not, I had never had that before. And I was just kind of like, what the fuck? And right. I'm like, and then like coming out of it, I was like, what am I going to find? And like, yeah. what am I going to find in Costa Rica? You know, and it became this very like destination oriented type of thing. That, you yeah. know, so like, I think, I'll go to Costa Rica. I'm going to find meditation. I'm going to go to, I all, it just felt very significant yeah. and saturated and rich, you know, and like, so like, this is going to be amazing, you know? And then as soon as I got there, um, it was actually pretty, uh, not that, you know, like yeah. I got there and like, I partied, you know what I mean? Like I met people, um, and like, would go to these hostels and just be like, yeah, let's, let's party, you know, like yeah. I went alone, you know what I mean? So like, it wasn't like I was, uh, with, I was, I was there for meeting people, you know, and stuff. And, um, and I did, I met a lot of people and I actually still talk to some of them today too, which is pretty great. But I do remember being, um, you know, having a hangover and obviously, you know, way to make your depression better is to uh, consume a depressant. And, uh, right. Um, but, uh, and I still do, I'm not sober, you know, but, (laughs) but, uh, the, um, the, uh, I was like, walking around again, you know, like a, a day hungover or whatever. And like, I found like this bookshop, you know, and it was definitely like in a richer, like super expat heavy uh, part of Costa Rica. And uh, I got like some coffee and some food and there's a bookstore attached to it. And I go in the bookstore and I'm just like looking at the books, you know, and I'm like, I don't know Spanish. I feel stupid again, you know, and I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> looking at everything and then I'm like looking at the spirituality section and I was like maybe I'll just find a book with cool pictures or something you know and um and I fucking found a Carolyn Meese book like the same one that my um therapist had given me only this one was not and I think I and it was a synchronicity because I think I was thinking about it and I was like I wish I would have brought some books with me because I didn't realize how much free time I was going to be having in a month you know of being in a place without a job you know and whatnot so um I think I had gone into that bookstore hoping to find something and I found that book though. And, and it was great. I, it's like an, another one of her books, but not that one, mm-hmm. but it didn't really catch my um, attention too well, but it did kind of give me a little bit of a taste of some synchronicity, you know, and I was just kind of like, okay. And I feel like there's probably a shit ton more of crazy, like synchronistic things that happen that I can't remember, but like, that's pretty much how I've been rolling since then, you know, is that like synchronicities in my life are just like, so like rampant, which I feel like, especially like this year and whatnot, I feel like a lot of people have hopped on that train as well. But, um, yeah, when I, when I was about to leave, uh, uh, 
um, Costa Rica. Oh, no, this is where more synchronicity happened. I forgot about that. Okay, so I was leaving Costa Rica, flew back into New York City, and um, my friend Chelsea was uh, out of town, so I was staying at her apartment, you know, and um, I think, like, like she had a guy that was, like, watching her apartment, and we kind of, like, we, we got along. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, so I was like, I was like, maybe like, well, I was in Costa Rica. I was like, maybe I'll stay in Costa Rica. And then I was in New York City. I was like, maybe I'll stay in New York City. And like, <laughs> so I'm just trying to escape so hard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and not actually just do it. You know, I, I could just move, but like, you know, I just wanted something to like rescue yeah. me, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I wanted it to be romantic, you know, and all those things. But um, I remember being there and uh, so I was hanging out with a guy that was there and he ended up being super busy and was like at work all the time and stuff. And I was just kind of like, ah, fuck, I'm in a situation again where I've got a lot of time on my hands. And then I was supposed to be catching a, either a Megabus or a Greyhound back to Cleveland. And I like purposely missed it. And then, uh, or maybe purposely, I can't remember now. It's like, it, actually it might've been an accident because I had, because I had to go back to work. I forgot oh, about okay. that. Yeah. No, so I accidentally did that, and I was maybe just like, subconsciously, oh, purposely, but right, right, yeah. yeah, probably subconscious. But like, I mean, I, I could have been more like you know, aware or whatever, but I wasn't. And um, but it ended up being fine because I remembered prior to working at Mayhalls, I worked at the Root Cafe. And I remember I met this guy that came in, and he was just super nice, really chatty, and uh, you know, he was just. He was like, he's like, yeah, I'm from New York City. And he's like, I own a bar out there. And I was just like, oh, amazing. And he was just like, yeah, if you ever come to New York City, you should come check out the bar. And I was like, okay, sounds great. And like, and I think, he, I think we exchanged email addresses or something weird like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's like, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I'm in New York City and I like missed my, my bus. And then I um, get, I, I just remember this guy all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, that guy's here. I was like, well. I'm kind of shit out of luck right now. What if I just like contact him and see what's up? Maybe he, maybe he'll buy me a drink, you know, uh, yeah. at his bar because I also my fucking debit card expired while I was there. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I just kept. I was like, I was like, oh my god! I was like, I do not want this to get to a point where I'm gonna have to like ask a family member for money because that's so embarrassing right now. Like I'm like I just I'm already being irresponsible, you know, and like. Mm. I don't want to do, I don't want to ask anybody for money. You know, I was like, fuck. But um, so I, I think I was just like wanting to like drink my sorrows away that night or whatever. And like, um, I emailed him and he responded right away. And he's like, yeah. He's like, my bar is like right down the street in like in Bushwick or whatever. I'm not a New York City person, so I don't yeah, know. Me neither. But like, <laughs> uh, and so he's like, come on down to 42nd Street. <laughs> but um. I go to his fucking bar and it's so cool. It's like, you know, again, like this is right prior or right during the time when I started working, you know, at a bar that had like, you know, uh, purposefully wonderful mixed cocktails and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And his bar was like only like, like punch bowl drinks. And like there, it was, it was delicious. You know, it was yeah, really yeah. Nice. And, um, and he, and I, I got in and I was like, I know I at least have $20 on me so I can afford one drink. And a tip, you know, and that's good, you know. Right. <laughs> like, and I, it was really lovely. He like bought me like all my drinks and whatnot. It was very sweet. And we just get to talking, and he's just like, he's like, yes. What are you doing here? I was like, I just went to Costa Rica, blah blah. And he was just like, amazing. And I was like, yeah. And I'm going. To, I was. I'm. I'm actually here uh, a little bit longer than I need to be because I was supposed to go back to Cleveland yesterday, and I can't. He's just like, I'm driving to Cleveland this weekend. He's like, do you need a ride? And I was like, 
yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, I really need a ride. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. like, what the fuck are the chances of that? You know? Dude, and like, that's so sick. I, I mean, it, it is, it's so crazy that like the times for my life too, when I did the things that I thought were the most irresponsible and I just like, but I would just listen to like a weird synchronicity, like, or like, you know, be like, okay, well, what are the chances? And I take the chance and it happens. It's always the stuff that's like that. It's like what, and, and again, a lot of the stuff was happening to me before I was even on to the more woo stuff. Right. So I was like, you know, what are the odds you put yourself out there? I guess, I guess things happen. And then, yeah. you know, you get to a point in your life where you start to believe certain things and you look back and you're like, Oh no, this is a straight line straight from where line. I was to where I am. This is crazy. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. But like, you know, so it was really lovely. And he was like, he's like, Oh my God, I'm so grateful. He's like, cause I'm actually, cause what was happening is he was moving. He was moving back to Cleveland. Oh, so shit. like I caught him like right in this window where he's like literally getting a whole like moving van and like driving from New York city back to Cleveland because he was going to start um, a, a doctorate program. Like he was going to become a doctor and like, that's crazy. <laughs> and all yeah. this stuff, whatever. I know. And he's like, he's like, Oh my God. He's like, I hate driving alone. I would love to have a buddy. And I was like, yes, this is so amazing. And then, uh, so it was just a really nice friendship made, you know, like we just drove back and like, he's hilarious. We had a wonderful time, you know, and like, I'm sure I could call Aaron any moment, you know, and just be like, hi, remember I'm like yeah how are you doing you know yeah yeah but um it was when I got back to Cleveland then I um they you know of course you know my job Mayhalls had to hire some more people you know because I was gone and like I was pretty much their main bartender at the time and like uh so I came back uh shorter hours and I was also then once I left Cleveland to go to Costa Rica I also moved out of my apartment and like moved everything into storage I don't know I was like <laughs> I was really ready to just like Extreme go somewhere. vacationing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's tight. <laughs> and then my, uh, my brother and my sister-in-law let me stay at their house um, while I got my footing back, you know, and like uh, got, got some more money too. Cause I spent all of my money in um, Costa Rica pretty much, but uh, which was not a lot. Cause of course I didn't really save. I was just like $2,000 sick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you realize you're like, that's not a lot of money. That's not for much. Yeah. <laughs> especially when you're just like partying and like staying in a new place every day that you have to pay for but right, um right uh but you know i'm i'm like one of those fucking weirdos where i'm like i don't really need much i don't i i don't need much but i made it work but um yeah so i lived with them for like maybe like two or three weeks or something like that and i was like kind of having a moment where i was like i never did the meditation thing i didn't do anything like that and i was just like late one night on my computer being like, okay, let's look, like, let's look up meditation because like you are in such a fucking weird spot right now. Like, what are you doing? Like, literally, what are you doing with your life? You know, like I was hating being a bartender. I was hating doing this thing. I was hating that I wasn't, didn't really have a clear direction or whatever. Um, our band was kind of like fizzling out, you know, and like, so I was becoming directionless, you know? And um, I remember just doing a Google search that literally just said meditation. <laughs> like. <laughs> And, in, and then I and I hit enter or whatever, and like I accidentally was typing it into Google Maps, and not typing it into um, like just Google search. So it popped up this place in Old Brooklyn, which is where I'm from, you know. And I was just like, I was like, well, there's a meditation center in Old Brooklyn. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, that's and like amazing. when I zoomed in on it, it was like, and it was like an Indian uh, uh, meditation called Sahaj Marg, and like. Uh, 
the 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 meditation center was in an old church that was on like what road is it? like on Schaff or something like that and yeah like Chef. it was near it was near this place called Richardson's Farm which is where uh, my mom used to work there uh, when we were little she was a florist there and uh, I remember us being young and like we would be driving there or driving back or whatever and we would turn around in the driveway of where this meditation center was like I remember it significantly because it would be yeah. like it'd be like oh mom you drove past the place where we were supposed to turn and she would always turn around in that driveway like I, I, so, it's so just you pulled I, in and looked it, at it several times. times. <laughs> yeah. So many times. It was just so weird because like also as a little kid, like why would I remember the driveway of a church? Because it would cause me anxiety because I'd be like, oh God, mom missed the turn, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Just something weird like that. But um, yeah, and so I just ended up uh, looking into that, went to their website and then it said like, you know, it, it's like a form of meditation that's all over the world, you know? And um, you just like... Uh, email whoever the head of your um locations you know uh meditation center is and that was christine right christine jones right, right my, yeah. um, so I, I emailed her and then she was just i was just like hi um what is meditation <laughs> from roxanne because <laughs> <laughs> like i literally just like had no frame of reference i was just like i literally don't know what to say yeah and like just responded with oh fantastic she's like yeah why don't you do you want to she's like usually what we do is we have um we explain to you what our meditation is you come and if you like it then we'll sit together for three consecutive days and i'm just like sit together what does that even fucking mean you know yeah, like yeah. and um i was just in i was just excited to have a response that i would i just like got high off of that i was just like yeah let's do it i'm like let's do a fucking thing and like she gave me her address and um I thought I was going to be going to a meditation center and it turns out it was her house and her house is on fucking it's off of like Albion Road in Strongsville and my dad lives on Albion in North Royalton it's like literally directly down the street from where like I went to middle school and high school oh, and that's like, crazy and my mom had moved from Old Brooklyn to uh Millbrook Heights it's like just right in the center there and I was just like what yeah I was like this woman lives right in between like where my parents both live. Yeah. Like, she's been, so she's been in your orbit your entire life. And you didn't know. Yes. <laughs> like, Cause she lived in, she lived in old Brooklyn, you know, like eventually I come to realize that she like worked at this pizza place that, you know, I'm sure my dad went to, you know what I mean? I'm right. like, all, like all this crazy stuff, but like, so I sat with her and she explained meditation to me. And I, I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you like what it is that she said, but she said something about um, samskaras explain that some scars are like this you know it's like these impressions that are on you that you you learn things a certain way and we work to peel those away so that you can discover your true self your core self your truth yeah and those kinds of things and everything honestly like kind of like how i was saying earlier about like my memory being pretty bad and like trying to put things into words is because i feel like we're really like almost like moving away from having to explain ourselves so much because i, I do feel so. like <laughs> I, think, I, I think it's true. I mean, there's yeah. a, there's, um, there's a language and frequency, you know, and when she was talking to me, I didn't know what fucking thing she was talking about, but it like lit me up. Like I was just like, in my head, I was like, I don't know what she's saying, but I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Sign me up, sign me up, sign me up, sign me up. Yeah. And like, uh, right after she told me about it, she's like, she's like, well, usually I like, will contact you at the end of the week and 
we'll set up a, a time or whatever. But she's like, but I feel like you're really into this. She's like, do you want to start right now? And I was like, yes. I was like, yes, I want to start right now. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm not doing anything, you know, like, yeah. let's do this. So we sat and we meditated together, you know, like she sits across from me. I sit across from her. We're both sitting cross-legged and like um, in her nice little meditation room. It feels so homey and very like, you know, just suburban mom home. You know, yeah. it was just everything is nice and comfortable. And I was like, this is nice. <laughs> like, I, I hope to be able to do like an in-person sitting with her at some point in time. Cause you have been in person with her. No, okay. no, it's all, it's just all been over the phone and like, oh, yeah. or like, yeah, she'll text me and be like, okay, meditate now. And I yeah. do like the, the crazy thing is like, I mean, you haven't gotten to the transmission part yet, but the crazy yeah. thing is that I do feel that even from a distance. And that was something that she was like, I was already diving you know deep into the woo into things at that point in time so when she told me like you know we can just do this from your house i'm in cleveland you're in pittsburgh you know we can just do this like that i was like yeah okay she's like most people don't take that that well most people are like you know they really want to be in person and i was like well i don't know i figure what's the difference you know it seems yeah. seems like time and space aren't actually real so <laughs> like what's the difference here there whatever I it'll work <laughs> i love that yeah yeah you know it was just it was just like that then you know so i'm sitting across from her and she's like you know gives you well it used to, the the in the sahaj mark which is now called heartfulness like they used to have like this whole like little kind of like mini prayer that you'd say beforehand that was just i honestly can't even remember any of it now um i think it's in the book i, I read but okay gotcha. yeah so i know what you're talking about but yeah i don't, yeah, yeah. I don't say it either you <laughs> saying like hey i want to be just like you so make it happen yeah and like to the yeah. guru you know what i mean like that's it, essentially like... yeah <laughs> and, then, and, then you, you know, and then she says you know please begin meditation and i'm just like sitting there like i don't what does that mean okay and then you know you focus on your heart and you just keep bringing your attention back to your heart back to your heart back to your heart and I was like going, I was, I was kind of going maniacal, you know, I was just like, I was like, oh my God, focus on your heart. And then I'd be gone and I'd be like, Roxanne, focus on your heart, you know? Mm -hmm. And I remember just like having like this insane, like dreamlike sequence going on where it's like, I see like mini, mini me sitting inside of my chest on my heart. And I'm like looking at my heart and I'm holding my heart and I'm just like, you know, doing this kind of thing or whatever. And then next thing I know, I am just like zonked the fuck out. Like I am just gone. Like there's no memory. I just, uh. I, I just have feeling, you know? Yeah. And it felt like I had, it felt like there was like a, this mass of just like, I don't know what, just like surround, like in front of me, like as if there was like this big, like cartoon bean in front of me, like massive <laughs> bean. And it, and it felt like I had my, my arms and my hands in it, you know? And I remember just being like, this is a weird sensation. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Cause it, like, if I could feel it like as if it was like out in front of me, you know? And yeah. like, and my eyes are closed and I'm like almost too scared to open my eyes. Cause I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. And uh, eventually I start to feel it as if it was like lifting off me, you know? And mm -hmm. I was just kind of like, I was like, whatever this is that's in front of me, it's like moving, it's going away. I don't know. And, um, and then, and then it literally, it was just gone and like there was like a heaviness and then all of a sudden it was light you know and it was just gone yeah and right right as that fucking feeling lifted christine was like that's all and i like opened my eyes and i was like that is all how do you know that's all i'm like <laughs> <laughs> like how did you fucking know and she's like she's like i'm sorry honey are you okay i'm like i'm fantastic i'm like but what was that yeah you know I'm like, what the fuck was that 
like I like I could feel something I was like I felt something lift off of me and she was like oh yeah that's what happens and I was like what <laughs> and like everything I was explaining she was just like oh yeah isn't it nice and I was like what yeah right <laughs> And then, like, she was talking some more. She was like, well, this is, like, you know, the, this process, you know, there's, like, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, I, and then she's telling me that. And next, I didn't even realize, I, I'm just crying. Like, I was just straight, just bawling my eyes out. And she was like, are you okay? And I was like, oh, my God, I'm crying. I didn't even know I was crying. I'm like, where the fuck am I? I was like, I just, like, entered a wormhole and, like, completely changed, you know? And I was fucking hooked, you know? So you have to do three days and then you go back there the next day. Right. The next day. And then. So literally since then, Christine has been like my, uh, my meditation mentor, my fucking therapist, my metaphysical mom, you know, She's and wonderful. like, thank you for introducing me to her. Oh like, yeah. It's, been, I've like it's want, been great. I just want everybody to meet her all the time because I just think she's so cool and smart. And she's just like this regular lady from like Brooklyn, you know, from old Brooklyn. Yeah. And she's Italian, you know, and she's like sweet. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, she's but, um, super sweet. And like, yeah, she's like, she seemed, it, it was funny because our conversations were like, tell, talking to somebody who's like, she's in her 60s, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so talk, talking to somebody 66. who's 65, who kind of reminds me of like a sweet, like older woman my mom or my grandma would hang out with. Uh, and I, I, I want to talk to her about my spiritual experiences, but so many of them are tied to acid. And I was like, um... So I took drugs and then I had this thing happen. She's well informed. Yeah, she was totally, totally down. She was like, oh, yeah, I did that when I was younger. And, you know, it didn't get me. She was like, I stopped around the time I started meditating, like, all the time. But, uh, yeah, but I told her, like, some of the things that I experienced on acid. And she was like, whoa. (laughs) She's like, okay, so I can skip some of the things I was going to tell you because it seems like you've already – but part of me wants to go back and be like, no, just give me the whole thing. Cause like, <laughs> cause I, I mean, I don't know. That's my own self doubting. That's a thing I have all the time. Anytime somebody is yeah. like, you seem like you got your shit together. I'm like, wait, you don't know though. Like yeah, yeah. come in here for a minute and find out. Yeah, it's, yeah. It doesn't seem that way from, from here. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you just like, you unexpectedly get a lot of confirmation. <laughs> I, well, I, I think the confirmation, it's not necessarily that I'm seeking it, but it's one of those things where I'd always, feel like if I claim something to, you know, uh, too affirmatively that I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm just, I just have a fear of being wrong, I guess. And yeah. like of being like too sure of myself. I don't want to be cocky. I don't want to be like, yeah. especially approaching, um, you know, traditions that, that like, like, uh, especially, yeah, it's like an ancient, like Indian tradition that that I'm approaching right now. And I don't want to be like, you know, well, I feel like I've experienced everything that you're talking about, but at the same time, I want to be like, I did have this thing that sounds exactly like what you're saying though. (laughs) Like it was drugs and it wasn't a guru doing it to me, you know, it was, you know, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so how did you get from, from that point to, to India, to like going to India with her. From Christine, you know, like, I mean, yeah, I just yeah. like, uh, yeah, so she, like we, um, so 2014, that was 2014, 2015, I guess, oh my God, that was pretty fast. Okay, so I think I went to, oh my God. I went to India just months after I met her then. Um, <laughs> That's so sad. I, like, 
I moved pretty fast, I guess, in that sense. Um, I think at least, or was it a year later? I'm trying to remember if it was, uh, when did you move into Clifton House? That's uh, hard for that's me. That's the thing that's in question. Because yeah, I, I, yeah. I moved out of a house in Cleveland, I think at the end of 2017, and I was there for most of three years. So I think I was in the Clifton House, like at the end of 2014, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I'm the like, beginning of 2015. <clears throat> I feel like I could even figure it out in two seconds while I'm fucking too, so this won't take anything. Um, I, I'm fairly certain that I went to, um, I went to India in November of 2014, I guess, would that make sense? It would, because I think I moved in like right after you got back and like, or maybe that I had been even talking, cause I'm, I moved in cause I knew Julia. And, uh, yeah. and I remember talking to Julia and maybe you not even being there with the first time I looked at the house. So yeah, cause I think I might've come back to you. Yeah. Like may have come back. And then I was like, I was like, Oh, who's this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this a weird big guy yeah, in the house I, now. <laughs> he, I did. I, I, I depend on Instagram now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, it might say it was November of 2014 that I went there. So right before then, though, I started going to um, a yoga teacher training. That was bullshit. Oh, <laughs> that was really? like utter bullshit. And uh, uh, India kind of came in right along in there. I almost feel like it was like saving me, where it's just kind of yeah. like, hey, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can stop this and go. <laughs> yeah, I like the teacher I had. I mean, it was just like, oh my god, like, whatever. I'll go into that in a minute, but like. Um, the uh, the thing that happened was Christine was going to go there anyway because like there 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 was like a maths like gathering that was going to happen, and she and her husband like have an apartment there um, like across the street from where the ashram is that they like they just have it so that anybody who wants to go can like stay in their apartment and stuff you know they're very benevolent in that sense you know super sweet and um, they uh. She was like, we're going to India in November. She's like, I think you she's like, I, I want to strongly suggest that you come. And I was like, okay. Cause um, her guru, uh, you know, this uh, uh, Charis, his name, uh, he was old, you know, and she was, um, you know, she hadn't been to see him in like a couple of years or something like that, you know, and she's, uh, you know, super attached like that. But, you know, I, I for me, the thing of uh, like a lot of us, I feel like a lot of us that live in the US are very like, we're like, I don't know about guru. Like this feels scary. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like, like it just has been bad for us to follow things in general, you know? And it's right. just like, ah, sounds I don't like, know. Sounds like precursor to cult or, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, the, the first episode of this show, I, I like mentioned that a little bit because that's how I felt when I found Ramdas and he was like, Oh, I met this guru that gave me all. And I was like, guru, <laughs> you're going to talk about a guru right now. Uh, and then, you know, the more I listened to him, I was like, Oh no, that's like a legit thing over there. It's just that like, yeah capitalism and being yeah. raised in the United yep. States and like all these other things. Like when you hear really guru here, that. yeah, it's it like, it's Simply super do. terribly. Yeah. It makes it like a big money-making or control scheme or like, you know, whatever yeah. the rate of success is, whatever yeah. the measurement of success is over here, they try yeah. to apply that to guru as a, as opposed to just, you know, yeah. being connected and, you know, living in an ashram yeah, I, or whatever. Right. Right. <laughs> I've had friends like Indian friends correct me many times, you know, that have been like, you know, they're like, there's not, it's, I don't, I don't understand why, you know, like, uh, people from the States are like, so opposed to, um, guru. They're like, they're like, guru is a great thing. <laughs> it's, it's a right. great thing. It's like this beautiful, you know, benevolent teacher, you know, and 
they teach you that, you know, there's a guru in you and like they are a reflection and a mirror, you know, it's like, so I've, I've, I've since then, you know, well, that's, I'm sorry, I'll get into that. It's like, I'm trying to hop all over the place, but um, uh, Christine was saying, you know, let, let's go there. And uh, next thing I know, like um, she's messaging or she's calling me. She's like, she's like, you got to get a ticket to India right now. She's like, there is a crazy sale happening. Because, <laughs> like, you know, like usually it costs like, like like fifteen hundred dollars you know what i mean to fly to and from india or whatever and like actually that's an arbitrary number i'm making up i just know it's more expensive than what i paid right, right. like um that sounds the, about right to me that's what it costs yeah, australia yeah. numerally so. it was like there was like a new there was a new airline opening up or something like that or like a new uh booking agency or something like that's called indian eagle and that was another sink too because i just had a dream that week about like meeting a griffin and then like this griffin was like you know this water and i remember being like what are you i'm like this is like this it's like a <laughs> it's like a you know an eagle and this thing and then i woke up and i was like that's a fucking griffin i'm like why am i dreaming about a griffin and like uh then i had to just dream or then i then this indian eagle thing came and i was like what yeah yeah like, it feels like it's like not an exact sync but it's a little bit connected yeah and yeah. like i got a fucking ticket to fly to India and back for like 700 bucks. That's it was like that's insane. Super cheap. Yeah, yeah. So insane. So like, I was just like, all right, let's do it. I was like, again, like just, you know, I just did it in like, um, next thing I know, I'm flying to India for a month, you know? And uh, not to, not to be a tourist either, you know, just like literally going to this ashram and meditating three times a day, you know, for a month. And, uh, I was so excited because again, I felt like I was going somewhere to uh, reach a destination, you know, yeah, and like, yeah. you know, either um, become enlightened or, I mean, I, I don't even think I ever, not even become enlightened because I never really, I still haven't really ever resonated with that word. I just think that we're here, we're doing things, we're figuring it out, you know. Right. Um, I just felt like something would happen, you know, I was just like, something's going to happen not realizing the day I fucking left for, um, India, um, oh, it was, I'm just like remembering now, it was like so cinematic and beautiful. Like the day was just like crazy. It was like November and it was randomly really creepy Cleveland, like warm weather out yeah. of nowhere. You know, it was just like, everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? Like, why is it nice out right now? I remember, um, my, fr- uh, Robert, do you know Robert from Mihalos? Robert? Uh, I think I do. Yeah. I, I, I'm so bad with names. I would know his face though. I'm pretty sure I've seen that band a bunch. So I'm sure. Yeah. Super sweetie friend of mine. Um, he was going to borrow my car while I was gone. And, um, so he picked me or I I drove to his house and he was living in this big warehouse. I remember like the weather was just like, so it it felt like a dream, you know, and like his roommate was like playing piano at like, you know, it's like 10 in the morning and they're like, they're, curtains are just like blowing in, like, in the house and like the sunlight is like apocalyptic and like yellowish orange you know but it's morning time and it's yeah. like it's weird and we're just having a lovely time and I'm like I'm about to go to India this is so weird like I never in my life had a even you know desire to or whatever and like and then I started to get kind of scared and then I was just like what, what am I doing what the fuck am I doing and I was like thank god Christine's gonna be there uh drive to the airport get there and i realized that like that that day that november 10th 9th or 10th was the very first day of my saturn return oh really (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
And I don't think I knew that until I got back and like started to get a little bit more into astrology, um, like hardcore, you know, Um, I and I went to India and like I had like, like the worst time of my life, you know, like it was just (laughs) (laughs) it was so uh talk about dark night of the soul you know what i mean yeah. like i was just there i was feeling bad for being there you know i was just like i'm just some white bitch in this place you know trying to get something from this you know culture and like what am i doing like what am i actually doing like i feel so ignorant you know i just felt stupid and like but everybody was so wonderful and i and i was like in such a wonderful place you know like um I was a sore thumb, you know what I mean? I'm, I, I didn't have uh, typical clothing that everybody else was wearing and like, yeah. um, and I had tattoos and like, and I, I even had, oh my God, I even have like a tattoo that's uh, in Hindi because when I was in New York City uh, in Costa, going to Costa Rica, my friend Chelsea and I got um, friendship tattoos that were, indicative of how we met which was through the love of beck the musician oh, okay okay <laughs> and we were just like looking through his like cd books you know or whatever and like we, we were looking like in odalay and like in odalay there was like a little um uh it was like a collage like a whole collage and there's like this hindi and right above it it said you are a soul and um, we were just like, well, that's beautiful. Like, I wonder if that's like what it says, you know? And we did our research. Like, we went all over town trying to figure out if, like, this is like what that says or whatever, you know? And then we got it like tattooed on our arms. And um, and I felt bad for having that, you know what I mean? Yeah, I was just yeah. like, no, I am the worst. I was like, I am the literal worst, you know? And like, uh, but as soon as I got there, like, everybody was just so fucking beautiful and like kind. And like, they're, they would read my tattoo and just be like, thank you you know and they were saying thank you yeah to this tattoo and i was like oh god it's okay cool like (laughs) yeah yeah at least at least it says what i thought it said (laughs) well no i I did know that it it said what i thought it i I looked into that you know oh shit excuse me (laughs) but um i I just was hoping that it wasn't like offensive to have that written on my body you know or whatever but um but i was there you know and honestly what was happening was like an ex expedited uh version of like what i did with christine the first day when i meditated with her mm-hmm. you know so like something felt like it was getting lifted off me right you know and christine explains that as um releasing the impressions like you are just literally giving yourself a break from having any kind of uh interaction that is convincing you that you're anything but yourself you know that, that you're anything but this truth you know right and um and you're just peeling back the layers you know you're just peeling back trying to get to the center of it always 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 you know just trying to yeah. trying to get to the center, get to the center get to the center and um and get away from the bullshit you know and get away from the constant thoughts that are uh convincing you otherwise and um i think when i was in india it was like not only happening while i was meditating but it was happening with everybody they interacted with you know with the food that people were making for me, you know, with the, um, the, the room I was sleeping, you know, everything was just so, uh, affecting, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember being Christine really, really, really wanting me to meet the guru because he was sick. And, um, 
I was just so angry when I was there because I was so mad about the hierarchical feeling, you know, and I was bringing my Western mentality into this place of, you know, where I was being welcomed and accepted, you know, and all those things. But like, you know, where the guru lived was like behind this like wrought iron fence and you like people had to wait, you know, and people were like, you know, bowing and like, you know, yeah. all these things. And I was just kind of like, I was like, ah, I can't handle it. Like, you know, it's like, honestly, when I think about it, it's probably like some past life bullshit where I'm just like, you know, terrified of hierarchy. You know right, what I mean? Like, it's right. just, it doesn't feel good. You know, it's just like, um, it was wrong back then. And, and I was projecting it onto this now, you know, and, uh, and I was incorrect, you know, but like, um, the, uh, Eventually it was like arranged almost that I could meet him. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, but apparently he was just a little bit too sick that he wasn't able to, to fulfill that. And like, it was just like, he wasn't really seeing anybody because he could have gotten sick from somebody else or whatever. And so um, the, I guess whoever was to be the next one, the successor or whatever. Um, <laughs> was that Dodgy? Uh, of the guru ship yeah okay. yeah uh Kamlesh, uh okay i've read his uh, book yeah okay cool um he was to meet with me you know and uh eventually like you know i'm standing outside this rot iron fence i wrote an angry email i think that's the other re reason that i got like you know a response or whatever because like i'm like i'm writing a nasty email to somebody who's like right there and right. I'm like, how come I can't talk to them? How come I can't just go approach them? And you know, I was like, I was so mad about that. I was like, how come I can't just go do this? Like, why do they have to be so special? You know, and like, blah blah blah, or whatever. The thing is, because they, they're because they're busy. You know? right. Yeah, because <laughs> everybody wants to be friend. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like I'm not like one of twenty people there. I'm like one of five hundred people there. Yeah, you know what the, I mean? The like, entire town maybe even wants yeah. to see this guy whenever they can. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah, but you know, I'm a bitch. You know, and like. Uh, or just not informed and um so I was just kind of like I'm I was like I'm the most depressed I've ever been in my life I was like that makes no sense I'm like why am I here I was like I don't know why I'm here I'm like what am I doing here like I'm not getting anything out of this you know like just I was like just genuinely like seeking you know like an answer of some sort or whatever and then um Christine was leaving like the next day and she's like so concerned with me because I'm just like crying like every morning just like I don't know why I'm crying I'm like I just I don't know what I'm doing here. And um, then she uh, she was leaving the next day and I was gonna be there for a week alone. And um, and then I was even more like, oh fuck, now what am I really gonna do? And like, <laughs> yeah. uh, but she, um, she leaves and then we find out that like, I have an appointment in place, you know, to go see Kamlesh and like, uh, I'm waiting outside the gate, you know, and they're calling people's names and stuff like that or whatever. And I'm just like, oh God, I hate this so much. I hate this so much. And then uh, they finally call my name and I go in and I'm like in a room with a bunch of people sitting in these chairs, like maybe like 15 people or something like that. And and then I started to get like a little excited. I was like, okay, I'm like a lot excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it feels cool. This feels nice. You know, like maybe we're going to hear some cool words or something, you know, and like next thing I know, Kamlash is in there. He sits down at his desk and he's like, he's like, why he's like why are all of you here and i was just like wait what i'm like what does he mean why are we all here we've been like jesus christ you know i'm just like in my head i'm just like what the fuck he's like the only person that should be here is somebody named roxanne and i was just like uh <laughs> I, was like, what? I was like oh shit i was like fuck 
I'm like, why? Now I feel weird more. Yeah. Now it's focused on me, you know? And I was like, fuck. And then like everybody leaves except me, you know? And then like, I sit down with Kamlesh with Dodgy, you know? And like, he pours me a cup of tea and we just have a cup. He's just like, he's like, he's like, I heard you're sad. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. And like, I swear to fucking God, like we barely said a damn word, but my entire body was like buzzing. Yeah, I was like, I was just like in this vicinity of somebody who has spent their entire life uh, meditating and cultivating like this space around them to, you know, just be a fucking good person and like to be an influential person in the realm of uh, understanding your pain and your suffering, you know, and like how to understand that that's your gifts, you know, and like how to just all, all these things. Like, I mean, I was just like, I was, we were laughing like crazy. And I don't even remember what we were laughing about, but I was, it was fucking hilarious, you know? And like, and all that was happening. And then he was just like, well, I gotta like, you know, hop to, we're about to give, you know, uh, the 6 PM, meditation i'll see you at the meditation hall you know which is like this massive like fucking marble like palace you know where you just like go and meditate or whatever and i was just like okay and i'm like leaving and i was just like what (laughs) i was like i'm i was like i'm better i'm like i feel better and i don't really know why and i i feel like i just got like this fucking alignment done that was it just like left me open to understand everything else that was coming towards me eventually, you know? Yeah. That was beautiful. And then that night I went to bed and, you know, Christine's gone. I'm, I'm overwhelmed still a little bit, but I feel better, you know, cause I was able to make a connection with this person and he wasn't unattainable any longer or not like unattainable, but he wasn't like unreachable. And and I understood his job and like, right. What he's here to do which is to just provide meditation for people really you know what i mean so there's like nothing to get my fucking you know self there's nothing to get mad about you know what i mean and i was just kind of like i was like i was just woo this is a projection 101 i was like okay learning that you know and then um eventually oh yeah i went to bed and i just had the most crazy fucking psychedelic experience i've ever had in my life i mean i've been here for already like three weeks i'm not i'm 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 eating healthy uh drinking like only like this wonderful beautiful reverse osmosis water that's like at the ashram you know and like yeah. uh beautiful teas and like you can't find alcohol there you know where we were at in chennai and like uh i'm there's no drugs there's no nothing and i closed my eyes and I just like was in an app I was like in an eight hour long DMT trip like it was just insane that's nice. you know and I hadn't even I hadn't had DMT yet either in my life yet but right because um, I think I think, I, I think we talked the same night that you tried it for the first time and you were like, okay yeah but we can get to that later yeah yeah but um yeah so like I had this it, it was just like I had never done DMT yet but I did explain it as like a mushroom trip and I mean, I was just, it, it was all so like, it was, it was visceral, you know, it's like, I was asleep. I was asleep. I went to bed at like eight 30 or nine because I knew I had to wake up at like five 30 mm-hmm. and like, 
uh, and also I just had nothing else to do because I was alone, you know, and like, um, I, I just don't even, I don't even know how to, I don't know. Like I was just in a state. I was, something got cleared and I, the DMT was just rushing through my body like crazy. It must've been, you know yeah. what I mean? Because this is what that experience was. I was just like, it felt like I was being uh, embraced. And then it also felt like I was being like, comp- I was like vast. I was a void. I was like everything as well. Yeah. And like, uh, it just felt so loving. Like I, that, that's how I explained it. I forgot. It felt like I was like, I was just my consciousness in love. Like it just felt like I was in these like in undulating like folds of like love. Yeah, yeah. And it was just it was beautiful. Like and it I went to bed at 8:39 and next thing I knew like the bell was ringing for fucking meditation. So this is like 8 hours worth of like this completely cosmic experience that I was just like what? was that you know and like i i was a little bit bummed to wake up you know yeah. what i mean i was kind of like i was like oh fuck wait i was like ah and then i was like and christine's not here to have my coffee with i can't like i'm like who do i tell i'm like <laughs> i'm like i'm like i have to tell someone like how do i like and i didn't internet wasn't really around you know like i could catch it every once in a while somewhere because somebody had like a router that they would turn on at like two o'clock or something right, like that yeah. conserving um, it yeah and then but I just, I just went to meditation and I was like, sweet, maybe I'm going to get a good meditation in this time. Because that was the only thing too. As soon as I got to India, I couldn't meditate. I was like, every time I went into meditate, it was just like, I was just agitated. I couldn't focus. I couldn't close my eyes. I'd just be sitting and I'd be like, I just want to get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I went to the meditation hall to go meditate and I didn't meditate again. I was just like sitting there. Well, when I say I didn't meditate, you know, we, we know what that means. It's like, it's a practice, you know, it right. is what it is. Um, but I was just sitting there and um, the next thing I know, it just, it literally felt like my crown had just opened up like this, like a funnel, like it just felt like a light funnel <laughs> was like, yeah, yeah. Like in like this going into my head. And all of a sudden I just started having all of these thoughts and memories of everyone in my life. I was thinking about my family, my friends, cats that I've had, I've had like, um, my, just, just every person that has been in my life was like streaming through my my brain and like and I was feeling like the the love of that like just buzzing in my body and I was just I was like staring straight ahead like yeah amongst all these people who were just sitting on the ground as well you know like and everybody's in meditation and it's so funny because in this meditation everybody's literally like their chins are just like glued to their chest like they get so into it they're just like right yeah that like like, samadhi state they talk about yeah they say yeah (laughs) everybody like nobody's like nobody has good posture in this uh in this meditation it's fucking hilarious it's why it's why i love it so much because it's like you don't have to sit a certain way you don't have to do anything literally all you have to do is like fucking focus on your heart no bell whistles it's just that and and it works you know yeah yeah it's great uh, yeah but i was just sitting there and i'm like amongst all these people who are like this and i'm just like (laughs) staring straight ahead at nothing but feeling as if I was seeing and knowing everything and all of a sudden like I just started tasting salt and I was realizing that I was just like crying and it was just falling into my mouth and like it was just endless tears endless tears just pouring down and I was just like I was like I, I was just sitting there and I was just like I love everyone in my life I was like I have 
I'm so lucky to know people. I'm like, what the, f like, I can't believe how beautiful this is, you yeah. know? And it was just that, and that was the aftermath of having, you know, hung out with Kamlash, crazy cosmic sleep, and then weird, trippy morning. Like, honestly, it was like, that was like a mushroom trip too, right? Yeah, you know, like yeah. you're on a mushroom trip and you're just like looking at things and you're like, everything's, everything's great. Everything's yeah. beautiful. Like, what am I worried about? You know, like, what is this? You know, it's just like, I must've just had so much, like, my, my, my pineal gland must have just been completely decalcified. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you have you ever read uh, The Heartfulness Way? Not really. <laughs> okay, no, no. I mean, you, you have more experience with doing that stuff. Like, the reason I did it, I read that book is because I was on, like, a reading. I still am kind of on a reading kick. Yeah. But uh, I just discovered books in my yeah. 30s. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, so – yeah, when when I started talking to Christine, I was like immediately like book. You got a book? You got a book? And she's like, yeah, the heartfulness way came out not that long ago. So oh I my god, she was probably in love with you. She was like, yes, read <laughs> the books. I, I, I got some uh, I got some Baba G books as well that she told me mm -hmm. to get as well. But uh, so I, I read the heartfulness way and the the very last I think it's the last chapter or second to last chapter in that book is about the guru. And I was like, okay, this should be interesting because I like the only guru I've interacted with and read about is Ram Dass's guru, um, Neem Karoli Baba. Um, and like his story blew me away, like did a lot for me. Uh, yeah, changed my life in a certain way. And then so reading somebody else is like take on what the guru was, was really interesting yeah. for me. But one of the things that he said, like the, it was so funny because the whole time I was reading it, he was like saying all this stuff that I like everything that he said that the guru is supposed to do. Like he was talking about how the guru is supposed to show you the, you know, like you were saying the reflection is he's just a reflection of yourself. Like you, uh, he's telling you that it's all inside of you essentially that you're the person Like he's not doing anything for you other than showing you what's possible. And, uh, you, you only need to meet him once. Even if you, if you like do need to meet him at all, you need to meet him maybe one time and that what they'll do is maybe show you a state that's possible, which sounds like what happened to you. You met this guy and then you got to figure out, like you felt the thing that was possible for you. That does sound like what happened. But that's really nice. The, the, thing, the thing that I was equating it to was I was like, oh, so acid is my guru? Because <laughs> everything, oh, yeah. literally everything on the the check like, it's not like written like a checklist but like everything he said yeah. that the guru is supposed to do for you I was like yep LSD did that LSD did that LSD did that holy shit I I found my guru because because I I read that like right after I had had like two or three of like so I I did acid a lot when we lived together and like after that. And I, it was party for me. It was always party. It was always like go to a show, be around people. I want to like watch weird shit. I want to like, I'm talkative. Everybody's interesting. Like, you know, my mind was expanding, but in like a very material way. And mm -hmm. when, so I stopped doing that when I did all the traveling. I didn't do any psychedelics the whole time I was traveling, which was like a year and a half or almost a year. Yeah, a year and a half of my life. Uh, and then... I finally, after talking to you, after reading about Ramdas, after reading a little Paul Selig, I found somebody who had like really good acid and I took uh, one hit and I had the most insane trip I've ever had in my life. 
Like it was nothing like anything else I'd ever had before. And it was like, okay, all these You went in pieces. with so much intention. Yeah. yeah I, I, I had started meditating again. I had started like trying. I was like, and I, I had encountered all these, all these teachings that were like from Paul Selig, Ram Dass, and like, you know, Terrence McKenna stuff even. Like, you know, not even all strictly spiritual, but some just concepts that I'm like, I get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> like it's not in my body. It's in my head, but I don't feel it in my heart. I don't know. Yeah. So like, I literally like was like, okay, I looked, it was a, it's on a sour patch kit. I looked at the sour patch kit and I was like, you show me, <laughs> like yeah. show me, help me. Like I was like, you know, praying to whoever, like live, we'll just, I know it, but I want to feel it. And I got it. I got it. And then some, it was like, okay, time's fake. Space is fake. And here's how. And it was like, everything just blipped out. And like, I had like a Truman show moment where it was like, I just had like this image of everybody in my head and they all pulled off their masks and they were all made up of the same, of like this weird, like white and black, like yin yang cell material. And I looked down and I was that too. And I was like, Oh, it's all me. What? <laughs> and I was like, literally like laughing in the corner. And this is something I tried to describe to other people, but it's like the moment where you're like, it's like, okay you get the joke finally you finally get like the cosmic joke but then you want to turn around and tell somebody but there's nobody there because it's all you it's literally yeah. just like oh i'm the only one that can laugh at this so i better laugh <laughs> like <Yeah. laughs> so, uh and then i've had like other things that, that like the, the more recent one i had was a little more like what you were talking about it seemed like it was way more like embraced and i felt like the void of like pure potential and like i felt like i felt like in that moment and that one specifically um i had I had the experience of thinking like, okay, I, I like went through my own eye, I went out of my body and through my own eye into like this mm-hmm. void. And I was like, okay, this is like what I now have the vocabulary for is like, this is like the Sophia womb. This is like the, the pre everything. This is what we're okay. going to be birthed into or out of. And me being part of, you know, the whole consciousness, I was like, I can either say, you know, press play on this and let everything happen. Or I can just say no and let there be nothing. Yeah. And it felt like a big responsibility. And I was like, you know what? Uh, if I, you know, just don't let anything happen, then there's none of this beauty. There's none of this growing. There's none of this, like, you know, path that we're all mm-hmm. on. Like, I know it seems gruesome in the body, but I'm learning more and more every day that I'm not my body. So why not plus play and see what I am? And like, you know, so all of it happened. And then I had like a moment, like when I started coming down, I had a crying moment on my couch where I had been protesting cops and, you know, yelling about how much I hate Trump all year. And then I had this like come down where I was like literally crying, thinking about like, oh, we're all the same soul. And if I was dropped into that body with that DNA raised by those parents and those circumstances, I would be the cop that's evicting people right now. I would be the, you know, the man that's in the White House right now screaming at people that thinks that he, you know, has done everything right his entire life and has like gotten to the top of the mountain and realized there's nothing there. Yeah. And it's like, dude, we're all one thing and this is heavy. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like, that's the experience I, I call, yeah. I've like tried to put it into words to say that it was, uh, I, I got, I experienced empathy for God is how I put it because it's like, what, oh, a, I love that. what a fucking heavy thing to be the only thing in the universe, to be like, to be the universe, you know, and yeah. to create all of this stuff to know that you're going to have to experience it all. Yeah. Like all of the possibilities, all of the suffering and all the beautiful, all of the growing, all of the growing pains, all of all of that shit is you 
just doing it to yourself. And how heavy God damn made this polarized world. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, that, so I had that experience that was my version of what it sounds like, what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, And then I had my cry afterwards. I had a really good cry. I, I, I mean, not to be like all macho at all, because I don't feel that way. I'm not proud of not crying, but I have not cried, cried in a very, very long time. Sure, yeah. So like yeah. having that release was like super healthy. It was like, oh, I needed that. In I didn't expect it to be over Donald Trump and cops, but you know, like, like, geez, really? But uh, yeah, I don't know. It was really, it was a heavy thing. So. Uh, yeah, feeling that and then reading what Kamala said about, like, you know, what the guru does for you. I was like, well, I guess I know what my guru is. <laughs> but it sounds like yeah, that's what I, I when I, I heard. I heard you start to tell that story right before I actually called you uh, on the other podcast I was listening to. And I was like, she had the guru experience from what it sounds like. Yeah, that's really silly. Though. I mean, I think I probably heard that before, but like it doesn't ever stick with me to remember that when I tell the story again, you know, that that's what that is. That's what the, that's. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What a nice little confirmation, you know, to have where it's just like, oh, yeah, that's like not a unique uh, experience. I mean, it, it's a special experience for yeah, sure, but it's, it's like personal. It, it happens. Yeah. 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 It happens. yeah. That's what that's there for. It seems like I mean, like, I, I don't know when I hear. I've heard I've re- reading that book about Maharaji Neem Karoli Baba Ram Dass's guru like it's just accounts of people who met him and it sounds like he did that to so many people well, it's their field right it's their field uh they're just constantly working to be uh a, a completely unfettered you know um field right you know when you enter that field it's like and that's I mean that's why I think it's so um you know, valid to say that about LSD or about plant medicine in general, you know, about um, shrooms or yeah, whatever else, you know, is that like, that's a source that is completely unfettered, right? Is unfettered the right word where it's just like, it's uninhibited, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Not, it doesn't have um, human consciousness, which is, you know, fucked up, you know, it's, it's like, it has its own, right? And it's not, it's, it's, oh my god like have you ever watched um that what was that 70s uh movie um secret life of plants no have you seen that? no I don't think oh my seen. god you have to see it it's so amazing it is so amazing i'll check it like, out like um smoke some weed and watch that <laughs> movie it is literally like uh i don't i, I don't know if I, I'm, I'm i'm so sensitive to like every kind of <laughs> psychedelic <laughs> i smoke weed and i get like fucking channeling i'm just like oh let's write this down like oh like, yeah like, that's literally like one hit and I'm good. Or right. Whatever, but doing that, like one hit and watching um, Secret Life of Plants, I was just like, oh my God, we have no fucking clue. Like about the the consciousness that exists in like these plants is like far wiser than like we right. are. And like the benevolence then that happens, like, you know, in the sense that like it's there to be eaten or to be, you know, s- smoked. It's there to be inside of our bodies at some point yeah it's and, interacting and it with us and, yeah it does a job yeah yeah and it does a fucking good job right you know and it only interacts with what it has to work with exactly you know? like you said like the the that last time that you had done like the lsd that like and it was different because you had been meditating or whatever it's like you kind of prepared the ground for it to do um a cooler job right you exactly know? that's and what it felt like, like. Yeah, it's all a process. I mean, like you don't have to do that either, but like, like we said, you know, it's like you literally get to choose like what you're 
experiences in that sense you know it's like i could have it be this one where i i feel like there's you know another world and like a cool um there's dimensions of existence and thought you know or right. i could just you know do this thing here you're always going to be doing something that's kind of correct <laughs> you know and like <laughs> yeah i don't want to say that's like everybody's correct in the way that they live their life but like because <laughs> there are bad people but like right you know that's a touchy subject to get on obviously but like um the ex yeah i don't know that's this is one of those moments where i'm just like can you just like understand what i'm thinking <laughs> <laughs> i know i know what you're saying i especially know what you mean about the touchy subject because that's something that i i have uh I, I've been feeling weird about things that I want to say on here because I feel like there is like obviously a level of understanding that like there are people causing mm -hmm. harm, causing mm -hmm. suffering and spreading and that to people. experiences are real. Exactly. Yeah. But there's mm -hmm. also that level of we are all one thing and the, you know, the victim is also the perpetrator <laughs> on a higher level. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, so it's like... <sighs> It's heavy. It's hard. And it's hard to get into. I think somebody tried to uh, point me in the direction of I haven't read about it yet, but um, there's the two truth system in, in Buddhism, I guess. Okay. I'm not super hip to Buddhism because that's one of the ones that I know uh, in the West is like mad Americanized <laughs> and okay. like people. But uh, but the person who turned me on to this is like not that he's, you know, studied with Eastern people. He's, you know. Uh, yeah, whatever. But he he was telling me that uh, that that's that's one of the things that they have that that is like a, a kind of a mind breaking thing you have to get into when you get into those levels of understanding. Yeah, yes, we are all one thing, but also I'm in a body right now having the experiences of likes and dislikes, and you know yeah. what I don't want done to me, I don't want to do to somebody else, and understanding that. But then there is also this side of, you know, well, we're all one thing. So we're, you know, playing this out how it's supposed to be played out. So it's it's really hard to balance all that. But it can, it can be hard to balance. But it's like I think that we get like um, uh, overwhelmed, you know, by um, people's reactions, you know, and right. things like that. But I do think it's important to remember that we are doing uh good work because what's that one? What's that Ram Das quote? He says, like, uh best thing I can do for you is work on me. And the best thing you can do is for me is work on you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's he's, like, he's got so many. I mean, of those. It's, 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 important, it's important to have these thoughts, you know, of being like, well, wait, am I possibly being, you know, um, ignorant and harmful in my thoughts and in my ways um, in disregarding certain experiences or whatever. So just like, you know, sometimes it's like, maybe just don't say those words or maybe look more into it and ask more questions. You know what I mean? Right. Because, that's the responsibility, right? Because I think like the most um, important thing to do is to just uh, the importance of taking a pause before you speak, you know, and definitely like, am I am I about to cause um, some violence, you know, and violence meaning like, I mean, I'm, a, I'm really big on trying to do my best to not uh, communicate violently, you right. know, and it all it takes is taking two seconds to um, be like is this going to hurt somebody and then if it feels like it might don't don't say it and then also explore why you were going to say that and right, maybe ask right. trusted friends or like ask your meditation mentor you know like i have christine or whatever and be like i was thinking this thing like what do i do about that you know how do i untie this or whatever that's why i like if i ever say anything to anybody like when i'm having conversations like this i'm like 
find a fucking mentor. You know what I mean? Like, I, I do believe like in having like, you know, for sure having your, um, the, uh, plant medicine is great and all that kind of business and stuff too. But like when we have like these very, you know, we're in these human bodies and in the third dimension, you know what I mean? Like very real, this is where we're at. Um, it's very cool to have somebody who's older and smarter than you (laughs) or just older and like has some more experience, you know what I mean? It's pretty valuable. It's really valuable. Yeah. I think that the only thing that I run into, and this may just be an experience and also possibly hubris on my part is the, the idea that like, um, there is so much wisdom out there that like, obviously like there's, there's levels that like I could struggle my whole life and, and not, not attain still. Yeah. But at the same time, I do genuinely believe we're in like a new age. Yeah. (laughs) And, and like things are changing in a way that maybe like, maybe something that wasn't possible or wasn't accessible when this book was written a hundred, 200, 2000 years ago is accessible now because the atmosphere is different because there's so much more happening. Sorry for the abrupt cutoff there, but uh, that was right before some big audio fluctuation that happened that would have blown your eardrums out. So I needed to cut that out. And uh, yeah, this was just also the natural place to end and uh, break into the second episode. So um, if you want to hear the second part of this episode, go ahead and click on that now. Thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy. Enjoy.